they? Elliott, off to the races. Can they catch him? No, they can't. Touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Haskins spreading out, sets up deep. Over the middle. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Fields has time. Watches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a sad episode of the QB draw. Um, Ohio State lost a heartbreaker in the Peach Bowl to uh, Georgia on New Year's Eve, and we are here to break it down. Probably not break down, you know, uh, you guys watch the game. Uh, you know what happened in the game. We'll we'll talk about things that happened in the game, but I don't think we're going to do a full-fledged recap and then just talk about what it means for the program going forward. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? initial thoughts yeah i uh i was i i don't want to say like happy or pleasantly like surprised but i thought the effort that they put out uh, again similar to last year's rose bowl was like a cut above of what i expected right and obviously you can't ever be happy like losing a game like that but the things that i saw um in, in limit in stretches were were largely positive right especially on the offensive side of the ball i think cj stroud put together the seminal like performance of his entire career right like that was you know we had always been talking about on this podcast and on other forums like the need for like that wow moment from cj stroud and we got about four or five of them in that game alone. Um, and again, it, it's sad to see that game end in a loss. And obviously there's a lot of things, a lot of areas that you can look at and point fingers at and say like these things uh, really shit the bed. Um, but I think the important thing here is, is, is taking this and moving forward and how do we turn this loss into a positive now, I wanted to ask you a couple questions just because I knew you were in the building for the game. How would you describe just kind of like, first of all, how was it? Uh, it, it was an awesome atmosphere. Um, and especially in the first half, it was just a ridiculous game. Um, I, I mean, I, I'd say it's one of the better football games I've ever seen. Definitely the best game I've ever seen in person. Uh, it sucks that it ended in, in a in a loss for the Buckeyes. Um but yeah, really, really great atmosphere. Uh, I don't think you can complain about about either of the semifinals this year. Uh, happy Michigan's not going to the uh, not going to the national championship. Hopefully, Harbaugh leaves and they're sort of back to square one. Uh, that would be great. Um, that would be and, yeah. and yeah, on CJ, you know, he unfortunately because they lost, he still lacks a signature win like Dwayne Haskins or Justin Fields have. And shit, I mean, CJ Stroud is tenfold better than as a quarterback than JT Barrett, but even JT Barrett had some, I'd say more signature yeah, victories than I say, uh, I say like his signature win now just becomes that Rose bowl, which like ultimately it's an exhibition game. It was a great performance. It's an exhibition game. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, but have that major game matter game that matters when, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and just on CJ, I want to say like, I've been mildly critical of CJ at times, uh, especially the Zenith uh, sort of, with the, in the Michigan loss, I, I sort of thought he lacked, I, I hate I the term he 
dog is so overused at this point, but I, I thought he lacked mm-hmm. maybe some intangibles to really like put the team on his back. And, uh, you know, obviously the scramble thing was uh, he, he came out and was very effective with his feet, both extending plays through the air and just taking off and running, um, you know, uh, so I, I don't think the failures of the, these two years in hindsight can really be put on CJ at all. Um, it, it's all, there's plenty of shortcomings and we'll get into them, but it's all the defensive side of the ball and the coaching staff. And even though I was, my criticism of CJ was pretty mild. I, I just think, uh, he especially after after that performance like when you do the when you do the autopsy of the past two years his name is so far down on the blame list of why it went wrong and and probably not even on it at this point yeah and I mean like it's games like that and I, I think really what it took for a lot of folks and a lot of fans in general is just to see like that he cares right like and, yeah and I think that seeing him care the way that he cared, like when he literally should not, right? Like he balled out, he left it all out there. He arguably, I mean, he should help his draft stock. Like I'm not a draft freak. So like, I don't know what, what it all means, but like he, he literally did everything that was asked of him that day and more. And still like, you know, like is, is going on to make millions and millions of dollars in the NFL. And just still, you could see that that really bothered him that losing that game really bothered him. And like, again, like he's a guy who I like almost turned 180 on just seeing that one game. Like mm-hmm. not that I was ever really a hater, but like, you know, it, it, it makes you think, right. Like about, um, you know, what are the what are the things that make an NFL quarterback a good quarterback? And and sometimes you look at it and you think like, you know, like the term dog that you brought up, like guys that have quote air quotes dog in the NFL are like fucking Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield. Like, are those the guys that you really want to be in the NFL? Like the you can retroactively become a dog, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, it's like was Tom Brady a dog coming out of college? Like, no, probably not. Like, he, he, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't say that, but I mean, I, I think, yeah, the largely the things that have come out, like uh, you and I have been talking about it to look for positives, right? Like, I think I saw some things within Ryan Day that like are indicative of a person who is at at very least now just taking his job very seriously, right? Like, he really committed to it and I feel like he like earnestly committed to like hey you guys criticized me for not being ballsy enough in the in the Michigan game that don't that won't happen again well and he, it he, happened on the last series of the game but yeah I, but I, I I get you know I listened to his justification for running the ball on the first and 10 after the CJ scramble I was in the stadium I was distraught when they when they I saw it was a run play I'm like I, I just thought was a I thought that was a ridiculous play call, um, and unfortunately it happened in in the spot to decide the game. And I, you know, the, now if they go out and make a you know get fifteen yards on on one of the passes they throw on the next two plays, then we're not sitting here talking about it. But they didn't, and uh, yeah. it felt like they really gave up momentum, 
you know, whether or not you think momentum is real you, or not, but settled, it, you settled for a 50 yard field goal. Yeah. Which, it, it, I, I don't think that was his intent in the series, but the fact remains that they ended up settling for a 50 yards field goal. Yeah. And I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they used all their timeouts. Like I really didn't I don't think, think so. I think yeah. they had one left and yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah I, I, they didn't get the most team. out of that last drive. Uh, they could have gotten, they could have gotten Ruggles who everyone knows is a pretty weak leg despite his accuracy into a much better spot and who, you know, even if it's like 43, 39 yards, he's probably not sort of trying to just boot the shit out of it. You, yeah. That's, that's yeah. really what it looked like. It, it looked like, I, I don't know if you're a golfer, but like, it looked like it was a guy trying to hit a, like a long drive where yeah. it was like, Oh, he just, he just wanted to get the distance and didn't care about that. And the then he didn't get anything because yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's way off. And uh, yeah, ultimately a very disappointing way to end the season, but you know, there are some, my thing is with the, I, I definitely think day showed he still had what, what was supposed to make him the guy in the first place. And, and, and we hadn't seen that for a long time. And I think, and, and that does matter. And I'm, um, the, the problem is, is that he still failed the, he, we, we talked about this. He still failed the, the expectations and not my expectations, not your expectations, not, you know, J J books expectations. Um, like literally the expectations he has set for the program. And that's beat Michigan, win the big 10, win the national title two years in a row where, uh, he hasn't done any of those. And even though if it were up to me, I'd probably still fire him today and go try to get Mike. Or I, I wouldn't fire him unless I knew I could get Mike Vrabel. That's what I'd say. But I would still be looking to go upgrade if I could. I wouldn't just fire I him still, to fire him yeah. at this point. Um, I'm still I, hopeful that like Mike Vrabel gets another shot with the Titans, right? And we get another year of like. Okay, maybe. Yeah, keep, keep maybe him there. Keep him there. Like I, I want to. You know, at this point, and I'm just saying this because. There's no way that Day is getting fired. Uh, like that's just reality. Uh, yeah, you know, love it or yeah, hate it. If, if, if so, I, I fired Monday, then we're or, fucked. Yeah, we're fucked because he's, he's going to go to somewhere. New, and, uh, yeah, large, likely in the NFL or like somewhere like that. And then we're we're up Shit's Creek without a pal, right? I yeah. think it's. I think that's all I'm rooting for at this point. Have him, you know, be in Titans uh, purgatory for one more year because they're obviously not going anywhere. But I, I'd be surprised if they fire him. Um, but I, I hope he stays there because it's clearly not a I mean, it's the fucking Tennessee Titans, dude. It's not like, you know, like be real. Yeah, they, they really like I mean, yeah, you can it's make the most average foot. It's yeah. the most average NFL job. And there's no have, expectations yeah. there. And like, you know, Tannehill getting hurt and, you know, Derek others. Derek Henry is probably winding out of his prime, you know. Yeah. Um, there's there's all the reasons in the world. Like, yeah. They made him the GM, fired, which never goes well. Like, yeah. If, if he gets fired and they move on, like, then this season we're, we're completely screwed because. Because then there's the, no fallback plan. Yes. And I shouldn't even say fallback because fallback Vrabel would be an upgrade, but then there's there's no real escape hatch. It's exactly. And and then you put yourself into a situation where theoretically, right, if things go badly next year and you have to fire a head coach and then you have to go like and do like a real you've got to take somebody's recycled dog shit. Yeah. At that point. You know, you have to go or you have to go and find a, a guy who's an unproven, you know, quantity. Yeah. And, yeah. 
that's what we just fucking did with yes, Ryan Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. My my thing is, and we talked about like, I I think there is a chance he is learning. Like he well, the, is learning on the job. Like I, I I do think that that is a real possibility. If the play calling thing is legit. Like that. Yeah. Is... Yeah. There's a report that he's giving up play calling, which even though he just called a great game. I, I think he can still sort of exert his influence to like the last head coach. He call, yeah. Head, the last head coach to call like his own plays and in in win a national championship was Jimbo. And like Jimbo's still calling his, his, his own plays. And well, uh, we've all seen how that's worked lately. So like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he, you know, that's the big step he needs to do. What he needs to do this off season is obviously clean house, uh, fire Parker Fleming. <laughs> Yeah, um, he needs to fire. I, I like I, I, you know, there's guys. I, I think Ohio State's been too hesitant to move on from assistance to the past from Urban to De- like. I don't think it's a secret that everyone thinks that. I'd be shocked if Fleming was back. Like, I would genuinely be surprised uh, at yeah. this point. I, he know. I, I think it's the easiest change to make because he doesn't fucking do anything because he's yeah. a special teams coach, and special teams is either, you know, it's Although either, yay, it's either, it's either completely mediocre. Or it's disastrous. Like, you know, yeah, the, they, they called the, the timeout on the fake punt. Coach yeah. Is the one that you never hear of. Right. right? And you, you look at teams. Like, like the only players. reason you should be using a full time assistant slot on uh, on a special teams coach is if they're a great recruiter. And guess what? Parker Fleming isn't asked to recruit. So he he's yeah. literally dead weight on the roster. I mean, the fake punt, yeah. UGA called the timeout, and I don't know if the refs would have called 12 men on the field, but there were 12 men on the field. Like, I, like, how so, is your job special teams, yeah. and you're still fucking basic shit like that up, you know, however many years in your job, 13 games in the season. It, it's unbelievable, at, like, how this guy still has a job. And, and I, I do think, you know, Ryan Day, for all his faults and everything I've complained about, like, he does look to make a change when he thinks people want him to make a change, and, like, I can't, like, I... I'd be shocked if Fleming's back is what else. I mean, he needs to be gone. Um, the tougher one, I think, in my assessment would be the Mick Marotti thing. We've been harping on it for months. Um, probably a year at this, over a year yeah, at this point. We've been doing the pod for years. So yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think for me, that's the tougher one because of what it means, right? And I think it it's... it's Not tougher on. in terms of like, it's a hard decision, but tougher in terms of like it's harder for Ryan Day to actually do Ryan it. Ryan Day to actually yeah. do that, you know. Um, so, it, it, but they're gonna have, as of reports this afternoon, they're gonna have another defensive spot open on the coaching staff um, because you know the guy that we had from Duke is it appears to be leaving and, and joining uh, and joining Kevin Wilson down in in Tulsa. Um, so yeah, I'll be. I, I mean. I'll be curious to see how we fill out that staff. They'll have an offensive coordinator position open. Like I'm assuming if he's giving up the play calling duties, like maybe that means he's going to go find somebody who, who can do it. Right. Yeah. Go and find a creative. Austin Ward seemed to think it it would go to, it would go to Heartline or, or uh, Fry, which I, you know, isn't the most inspiring, but I don't necessarily have an issue with that. If you're going to go to get, get a defensive assistant. Um, Yeah. I think the I thing think... with Mick is like, why do you think the most explosive Ohio State has looked 
since the start of the season was after they had a month off. Whatever they're doing in strength and conditioning, first of all, it, it's resulted in uh, in an unacceptable yes. amount of injuries. And also, yeah. it just it, it seems like they wear down every single year. And like, I I just can't. He's he's just a Neanderthal at this point, from from what I can t- tell. And I, they need a new guy. They need a more scientific approach. I'd be surprised at this point if he is gone because of how sort sort of entrenched he is and the identity of the program that even goes beyond Ryan Day. And it shouldn't be like that, to be clear. Like he's the head coach. He should have full. He should like be confident in his ability to make the changes he needs to make. But I, I kind of don't think he will in this case. I. I go back and forth on think like thinking Mick is like a thorn in the side versus like a fatal flaw. Like we saw on on New Year's Eve, like yeah, a couple bounces go the other way. They could have they could have won that game. Obviously, like they lost yeah. by a point and were up big. But like at the same time, like they yeah they would have probably won if one of the guys who were injured weren't injured. You know, like yeah. if this Jackson Smith and Jigba injury hadn't been botched, like I think Ohio State. Clearly, and that, that that does definitely, you know, and I think there's a there's a point to that that isn't necessarily a hundred percent Marathi, right? Like I think, like it, the it, train, it's, like I don't know, I have no, I don't know a single person's name on the training staff, but I, yeah, what's going on there? Like, yeah, well, I mean, and that's the case too, and like it seems like they made the one good decision of the game, which was to leave Marvin Harrison Jr. I kinda, out. Yeah, like it seems like if. I guess it's just in today's day and age, right? Like you cannot botch that one, right? Like, especially with all the shit that's going on with Tua and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it, it, maybe if Tua doesn't have his 11 concussions this year, then like it, it, you can sneak Marvin Harrison back into that game and he wanted to play and stuff like that. So, but I mean, he balled out. I mean, he was really just great. Um, yeah, and I I don't know if that play was targeting. You know, I've seen. I don't I've know seen, if it was I've targeting, seen, but I, I think they they need to get back at, into calling just basic personal fouls. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it, yep. I don't I don't get because it, it's either today, targeting or watched, nothing now. Yeah. I don't know if you watched the co- Cotton Bowl game today, mm-hmm. but Bryson Shaw, friend of the podcast, yeah, uh, lays out uh, a two lane wide receiver and leaves the game. Both leave the game with a concussion. And the NCAA looks at that and is like, well, just because the two helmets didn't collide in this exact spot, like, well, we can't call a penalty. The thing is, if you're going to do the review, right, if you threw a flag in the first place, it should be enough to indicate like, holy shit, something bad happened. Yeah. There. A personal foul of some sort just happened. The review, I'm fine with reviewing to see if guy X gets thrown out of the game, but like that there should be an option where it's just the normal 15 yard penalty. You know, of like the six bowl games now have featured targeting calls that got overruled, right? And that to me is, you know, I, I don't want to sound woke or whatever, but like that to me is indicative of a rule that is broken, right? Like, yeah, if you're if you're there to protect players, right, then you should be protecting players, especially in the one where both players leave with a fucking concussion, like, and both players get their their helmet taken away something wrong happened there yeah. right and and that's that's the difficult part but like yeah i mean i don't want to harp too much on that 
specific penalty, but it ultimately did cost Ohio State the game, I think. Because yeah, I, I think it, if they either get a first down there or if they simply just have Marvin Harrison, then they win. I mean, they're, it, like the 2019 Clemson game, there's a million what ifs with this one. Um, I, I don't th- I, I'd say this one wasn't as skewed towards the refs fucked us as the 2019 one was. Like, I think it was more uh, either bad luck or Ohio State. We'll get into the defense. No, yeah. Yeah, especially on the defense, like the defensive side. Also, like, yeah, you know, uh, fuck UGA. Uh, yeah. I hope they lose every game they play. I, I, you know, that's not for any sort of real reason. I, I just, they're, I mean, oh, they're the standard in the sport right now. <laughs> it is, yeah. They yeah. took out our best player. Yeah, they, you know, you know, screw them. Uh, I go frogs. They're probably gonna. They're they probably will win the national championship, but fuck UGA. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. Like, uh, it's just the, like, the the thing that I keep going back to is, like, how do we take that and be a positive, right? You look at that and you say, boy, that defensive back room was complete and utter fucking dog shit, right? Yeah. And, like, it's come to bite us in the ass now two years in a row. Um, you know, granted, the D-backs weren't the sole reason for us being dog shit at defense last year, but, like... They were at this. They were in the national in the the semifinal game, and but like you looked at that and you say, all right, moving forward, right? Starting with this recruiting class, you've got three four star cornerbacks. That's something that we haven't had in that like volume in in a number of years. Um, and those are the things that like as time goes on, those are the things that you look to like to fix the issues, right? Like there's a difference between a four star and a three-star, right? Mm. And um, and those are the things that show themselves in games like that, right? They're games against fucking Purdue and these other teams, like, where they're playing against three-stars. It's difficult, like, you know. And with the talent that is at wide receiver right now, like, you need to have good defensive backs to survive in college football. Um, I thought overall, like, just from a fan perspective. Uh, yeah, on, on that, yeah, like – I'm not ready to fire Jim Knowles, but he's definitely sort of under a, under a microscope now because his defense and I, you know, I I do at some point think that the personnel just wasn't very good, um, but also like his his def- his unit who which he's getting getting paid two million dollars to coach failed in the most important two games of the season, so you you know it's. I don't think you go out and fire him. I don't think that's good for the program. It's just cycling through uh, new DCs every year. And I, I think Jim Knowles is a legitimately like talented coach, but at the same time, like it can't happen again next year. Like, Oh, for sure. And I, I think like not to make excuses, but I do think like there's something to like guys that are in the system and learning, like they're not going to be learning. Yeah. His defense, especially, um, uh, yeah, for exactly. Sure, sure. It, it's very Ivy League and shit like that. So I'm hoping that brings some stuff. I, one thing I did want to note, because it did cost Ohio State later in the game, we got to stop with the substitution on the defensive line. Like, that shit. Yeah. Like, it, it, like again, like, you get Tyleek Williams, who made a couple big plays, and like, oh, well, now we need to just cycle through these guys every two plays. And, like, you know, you get an you get a 12-man-on-the-field penalty at a very crucial jump point in that game. And, like, it's just – it's silly. We need to have the players play, players play, right? And you need to and, – and whether that's conditioning or whatever, right? I know at some point you're going to have to cycle guys through, but 
like, can you imagine on the offensive line if you have to cycle in a guard, a, a guard every new play because you know, yeah, you know, they might get winded or whatever. Uh, that to me was just silly. I think that needs to change, and I, I know that's a philosophical difference between Knowles and uh, Johnson, but that's something that I look to change. Defensive backs just need to improve, right? Like, can't be slipping, um, and you can't, uh, you know, especially in that moment. Like, so, yeah, just some disastrous blown coverages um and, and i i also want to say like people some people who i were talking to after the game were like don't blame day like blame the defense blame Knowles." well that ultimately falls on day as well day, obviously yeah, i mean yeah. he's the head coach he's not the offensive coordinator um so so yeah it, it it still does fall on day and that's why i'm ultimately still i'll, I'll just say this on like I do think there's a chance Day learns on the job and sort of improves into becoming at least a, 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 an acceptable level Ohio State coach. Um, the the thing is, is that like Ohio State is not the place to learn on the job. Like if you look at the three greatest coaches in program history, Woody, Tress, and Urban, they all had like very grave flaws, fatal flaws even, but they did show up like ready to win like they were ready to go um and ryan day he had a great 2019 season but i i think it's fair to say at this point like he had he was not seasoned enough as a head coach to come in and win right away um he he wasn't he just didn't have the experience he hadn't developed the skills and i'm sort of 50 50 on whether he does develop the skills or not but Ohio state is not the place to do that. Uh, like yeah. that. Uh, it, it, and the last thing is like, we're kind of stuck with him. So we just sort of have to hope he develops the skills at this point, which yeah. I, I, you know, compared to some of the other people who we like, who we, who we have at the pod, like, you know, guy like Ryan's probably less pessimistic, more pessimistic about that happening. But, you know, I think it very well could happen. I think uh, it, it's not, I don't give him any credit for losing close, but it is, like that was a good effort, right? Like, yeah, it, it's like he doesn't get any credit, but it does change how I view him a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And I, like, again, like I think it, it all comes down to how he responds to this. And he very clearly, right. This off season, like, this off season will be a, a very large tell on what, on what he's going and, to be. Yeah. Remember when we were also, talking- if he has the balls to pick Devin Brown, if Devin Brown's the better quarterback. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is like that will come to like that will 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 come out at some point. But like again, like I think like I said at the beginning, right? Like he very clearly took um he very clearly took like what people said about him about the Michigan game to heart. So I'm hoping with a full off season and stuff. Yeah, like and he that. actually like unlike other times where like unlike last year, he actually did something about it. it it's um, which again, you don't get any points for if we're just judging like the game is a loss. It's the same way like if we're just judging him by like his criteria, it's a loss. It's a it's a zero in the in the playoff column. Like doesn't get any points for it, but it can affect the way you see him as a coach and. I'm not like a big, you know, I'm not super optimistic about Ryan Day or anything like right now, but I, given some requisite changes, if, if Ohio State, you know, gets their NIL program together, like something could, I I could see his pot, his tenure becoming more positive at some point in part due to what I saw Saturday. 
And I, I'll say it again. If I was in charge, I'd be doing everything I could to get Mike Vrabel into Columbus right this second. But I'm not yeah. in charge, so and we're just sort of stuck with him. So we, you know, maybe it's maybe it's pure delusion and cope, but I we just gotta hope he gets better. And Saturday gave me some glimmer of hope that he can get better. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's the thing uh, is we just at the end of the day are fans and like, you know, we have our 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 thoughts. But, you know, at the end of the day, all we can do is is root for him. And, uh, you know, it feels like a weird place to be in. But like we're rooting for him. Um, and, and I don't know if necessarily I can say before that that Georgia game. I really was. But I feel mm-hmm. like at this point, like I've turned a page and, you know, maybe it's just growing up a little bit but like you know it's just like that game reminded me of why i'm an ohio state fan right like and you know the the effort that cj stroud put out there like reminded me of why i rooted for ohio state and you know like just hope the results follow but uh yeah all in all like i I thought a really good array of games in in the playoff which is not something that they've yeah uh yeah i Again, Michigan losing to TCU is very funny. Um, again, hopefully Harbaugh goes to the Colts or to goes to Denver. I think that would be like I, I I know I've said this before. I I was I was hoping Harbaugh would take off when all the sort of rumors were swirling that he that he'd be out of there. Um, I last year I think it's pretty well documented that he would have gone had he just gotten the offer for the Minnesota. And I, I gotta say, nine hour interview. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's. I don't know. I, I feel like the Colts are between the culture and the Broncos. It's a pretty good chance. He, he gets one of those. And I feel like those are the type of jobs that, especially the Colts. Um, you, you it, talked it, about I, it too. Like the he probably thinks he can fix Russ as well. Um, oh, for sure. You, you, the thing I was talking with somebody about it earlier from a rational human perspective, right? Like, I don't think you look at either of those jobs and are like, why would, why the hell would you do it? Like you've got a good Michigan team. Like you finally got what you wanted at Michigan. Um, but these guys aren't rational human beings, right? Like these are people that I also think he's like an NFL guy at heart. Like, I I think if we're up to him, he'd still be in San Francisco right now. Uh, yeah. So, and I think he could probably, he probably looks at Russ and says, I could probably fix that. And like, like we said before, like, I think it was just a timing thing. Like if he isn't coaching or he isn't on the private jet to Minnesota, literally the day that the Brian Flores lawsuit drops and yeah. the day at least that the other guy was had a nine hour interview. I think he's coach of, of, of Minnesota right now. Yeah. And like, I, I think there's a chance that he ends up going to the NFL and wish him the best in the NFL. Yeah. Um, like if he ends up with CJ Stroud and the Colts, hell yeah, I'll root for them. That'd be, that'd be yeah, sick. That'd be pretty uh, cool. Yeah. You know, for, for as much as I like, Harf- he's such a goofball that he just doesn't inspire that much hatred. Like, obviously, like, I'm, I hope he loses every game he coaches at Michigan, but yeah. I don't know. He he doesn't he doesn't get under rest skin like Dabo does just because he's such like a an, I don't know. He's he, just he's he. The it thing feels is, like the reason the thing is it feels like he doesn't even want to be there. So it's I don't think he's like I think he's like he lacks self awareness, right? Like yeah, I thought at some points when he was in 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 San Francisco, he had this perfectly self aware like oh I'm just the dumb jock like this is what I do mm-hmm. like. But then it was like returning home to Michigan. He kind of like put on that M hat and he like thought he was like uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, and then also Jesus Christ at the same time. 
And like, I feel like if he goes and puts on the Colts hat and then he just becomes the NFL guy again. Yeah, like, then he's just an NFL coach. Like, yeah, I, I, you're like what I like. I dislike him now. If he's just the head of coach of the fucking Colts, like who cares? You know, like, right? right. Like there's yeah. nothing. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll go take. I mean, obviously he has uh, abhorrent views right? about like abortion and whatever, but like. Uh, there's just only there's you not want to open co- up Pandora's boxes. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, only so many coaches that football have. coaches. Yeah. Well, <laughs> buddy, we got we got one of them. You know, we got the yes. one. So you know. Ryan Day, yeah, uh, seen donating his entire salary to Antifa. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Shout out to him. Um, but yeah, big off season, big things on the way. Draft uh, should be fun, right? Like, uh, I think. Yeah, I we. We'll probably, you know, it's off season. I'm sure we'll have sort of a bigger breakdown of what what should happen. This was just sort of like a let's debrief yeah. session. Uh, yeah, obviously we'll record if there's any big news on the coaching staff or you know roster movement or anything else like that. Um, there's a transfer from Syracuse, I think Ohio State is looking at, and uh, who's a like safety nickel corner or something like that. And there's one from Washington State who they're looking at. Uh, I, I think it'd be great to get both of those guys in the door. Um, we'll see if that happens. Uh, that's that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it. Uh, go Bucks. Yeah, that game uh, took years off my life. It really sucks. I'm heartbroken. But uh, go Bucks.